You are listening to Talks for Change, a podcast series which aims to share innovative ideas that inspire across various disciplines whilst celebrating achievements and ideas from Curtin University's young alumni community. This podcast, along with the Young Alumni Program, is really special because it's for young alumni by young alumni. We hope you enjoy this month's episode. My name is Barbara and I'm excited to be hosting this month's episode of Talks for Change. I'm the Director International at um, Curtin University and I'm lucky enough to be travelling through Europe on uh, university business and I'm meeting some great people that um, I can talk to, um, just like our alumni from our alumni community. Our special guest today is uh, a graduate with a Bachelor of Commerce from Curtin in 2015. He's a globally recognized entrepreneur, designer, business leader, and a social change maker, and was recently named on the 2019 Forbes 30 Under 30 Europe list. But before I give away too much, I'll let our special guests introduce themselves or himself with my first question, who are you? Thank you, Barbara. Happy to be here today in Helsinki, actually. Um, although the weather is not um, like Perth, still happy happy to get the Australian vibes up again. Um, who am I? My name is Marco, 26, born in Germany, raised in Germany, um, in the west side, Düsseldorf, which is close to the Netherlands. Um, lived actually all my life up until the 22nd birthday in Germany, and then moved to Perth. Um, always love to do sports, love to hang out with friends and um, studied business in Germany for a while and then decided I'm up for change. I want to explore new worlds, broaden my horizon and actually do a little bit more than just finishing a normal bachelor degree. And then I went to Curtin, Australia and I think who am I now is a different guy or different definition than who I was when I started, I'd say. So personal development wise, I'm way further now. That means, to be honest, I was always an outgoing guy, but it was never really the thing that I would be seeing myself as a role model for other people or I would be um, standing up for myself or other people. And this is something really I learned at Curtin, where I think it shaped my personality. And to cut it down in one sentence, who am I? I'm a, I'm a guy who loves traveling and who loves to put people's smile on their faces. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Um, do you want to talk to us a little bit about your um, your projects? Um, you've you find it, founded a company called Buckle and Seam. Uh, be really interested to hear what the inspiration. Yeah, certainly. Behind that. So I found Buckle and Seam in late two thousand sixteen after I was working for almost one and a half years after the graduation in Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Myanmar, which are kind of out of the ordinary countries. Uh, for a recent graduate from a business school usually so uh, a little background on that I applied for a position which is a global venture development position at a German investment company where they essentially would take rookies like me who studied halfway decent but uh, didn't really know a thing and uh, gave them exciting projects my project was to build a company similar to Amazon so essentially digitalizing how people buy and that was, as I said, in Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Myanmar. And that was an amazing experience. I learned a lot about business, learned things which I didn't learn in university, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But 
um, after one and a half years working for another company for investors as well as different entrepreneurs, I really saw the opportunity together with a co-founder, Georg, that we could actually have an impact in the world and do it on our own balance sheet, which was a complete change back in the day. And what does Buckland Seam do? In a nutshell, essentially, we try to change the way men buy bags. Um, it's always a different thing. Do men really need bags? <laughs> yes. <laughs> essentially, we do business bags on the premium side for men on the customizable matter. That means people can design their own bag from the outside premium material color-wise to the interior lining where it can be anything from a funky green boat to a tartan lining or plain blue. And then this can be personalized online with the initials of the choice or the company logo or you name actually the customization which can be done. And brought that together from a product perspective with a social aspect to it. Essentially, Pakistan is not really known for being a country of kind of fair state or fair production. So we wanted to change that. We fell in love with the country. The people were amazing. Besides amazing food, <laughs> uh, which was definitely there, they were really helping us out. For me, it was the second time living abroad for my family and the people really showed a lot of respect and kind of a willingness to change things. And we were inspired by that. And that led us actually to founding Buckland Seam and not only having a great product in the focus, but having a social aspect, which for us means having a fair production facility and a social impact program. That's actually fantastic. I mean, I'm thinking specifically around your entrepreneur spirit and how you sort of developed yourself through a little bit, obviously through Curtin, which is great, fantastic to be part of that journey. But then through your travels into South Asia, what was that changing moment where you said, okay, I'm going to be the entrepreneur. I'm going to be that person who wants to do that. So it was essentially uh, the first project. <laughs> first day the CEO of the company came to me and said hey Marco you have the most important project in this company now I'm gone for two months and you have to make sure that a the company is growing by a significant stake and you need to organize a major sales event and that was me 21 or 22 having to actually a create a strategy for back in the day Black Friday sales in the country where I didn't speak the language where I had to manage 60 people didn't know how really how to manage people except uh, from obviously uh, football kind of <laughs> events back at Kurt, for example <laughs> so that was a it was an interesting experience and then combining that with actually meeting major banks meeting major telecommunication companies whereas i was representing the digital company which was innovative in a country where the internet penetration was super mm -hmm. low for the people who actually don't know that much about Pakistan, the country 2016, it had 180 million inhabitants. Nowadays, it's more than 200 million, whereof back in the day, there was only 30% internet penetration. So a huge market mm -hmm. where there was not a big buying power. So my goal then was as well, obviously to organize a sales event, but more of kind of educate the entire country. That means onboarding te like TV channels, onboarding their kind of equivalents of Optus mm -hmm. or Vodafone in, in, in Pakistan, Bangladesh and Myanmar, as well as getting banks on board because people didn't in, in these countries didn't have credit cards or still don't have credit cards. So there's alternative payment methods. And for, for me, it was really meeting these 
bosses where I got meetings easily somehow because we were this new fancy innovative thing which everyone wanted to do but no one knew how to do so I was sitting on the other table of billionaires who were running these telecommunication companies and I had to buy glasses to look older uh, which I still wear to the day to get a little bit more uh, and a seniority when I'm when I'm going to meetings so that was really the point where I don't know I can strike a deal we have a lot of money for other people and actually convincing really really experienced people of actually change that I thought okay hey maybe let's do that for ourselves or with a different or actually with a real purpose mm -hmm. in mind mm -hmm. I love that. That's a great story. I love the glasses, by the way. <laughs> you do look rather young. These glasses or generally glasses? <laughs> your, your glasses. You do look a little bit old. <laughs> um, so you have also um, been involved in this other project, um, One Bag, One Child project, that's sort of also linked with Waco and Seen. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, I was pointing on that we actually want to have an impact uh, before. Impact for us not only means fair production, as I said, but it rather means that small businesses can have an impact in the world in terms of solving problems. For me, the biggest problem is education. Without education, you can't challenge things. You can't think different. Biggest example is last Friday, uh, where there were millions of people around the world were protesting for actually uh, protesting for more environmental consciousness and even now in, in New York they're debating about this and it's developing countries which protest. There were no really major protests in developing countries or emerging countries and because these people can't challenge the status quo and especially in Pakistan and the region over there the people are not really educated unfortunately for various reasons and it's our way of changing it with our one back one child program. So what we said in the beginning was hey, for every bag we sell, we donate 3% of our gross revenues for charity, meaning a school in Karachi. And then after the first year, our sales were so big that we could actually find, finance and fund one entire school, which was, I think, 90 kids back then. Now, like one year later, we are at 162 kids. Um, last time I checked the numbers, my co-founder is currently in Pakistan to actually look for a new property for to actually put the stones in there to build a school for a thousand kids prospecting wise and that's our way of giving back where we say small businesses should account somewhere that they have an impact besides obviously being environmentally conscious and looking at business practices as they're done that's awesome um there was a question obviously previously we we, we chatted a bit about um do you mentor other young entrepreneurs and have you been involved in any of those programs before be really interesting to hear any any of those points yeah, yeah, yeah sure points. so essentially when I started off as an entrepreneur I was super young as well I mean as I said I, I needed the glasses to actually get a little bit respect and I still do it now right so still I, I'm still young it's not that uh, I know it all it's not that I I'm an open book um, and of all the wisdom I still need mentors myself but I see my role as a motivator and an inspiration for um, young kids, not necessarily entrepreneurs. I'm happy to mentor even students um, who want to just uh, work somewhere and that's completely fine as long as they challenge what's actually happening, not only in politics, but in general, all work ethics. I was last, 
Friday and last Tuesday at schools and universities to actually give a little bit of prep up talk due to the reason that I was horrible at high school almost had to repeat a year because I didn't like my French teacher to be honest and I was just really not motivated to actually do anything there so then I saw this guy who actually went to our university who was back in the day a business guy working I think for Ericsson like phone mm -hmm. company and he told me all about his nice stories and I was like hmm that's a nice life I mean that's cool he gets to travel and then I asked him what he did and then he was like well I definitely didn't almost fail high school like you did and I was like hmm, I think I need to change that so that brought me to actually rethink a little bit that strategy of putting maybe a little bit of effort into school back in the day and I think that is needed for many people mm -hmm. even now if the more technology they consume they only see the Instagram high life of other people but not like real struggles so I really try to share a how amazing it can be as an entrepreneur but I obviously say as well the pitfalls for a me as a person but as well as a company like I am happy to share all the problems or the mistakes we do and has there been much take up have you made good connections with people or young entrepreneurs can you see that there's there's definitely a market out there yeah certainly I was actually uh, riding a couple of hours before I came here with one guy who's now running an initiative for founders under 20 mm -hmm. which I think is amazing I mean that essentially means they are skipping some or some years uh, of work experience and that's really inspiring but as well challenging because the problem as a young guy out of university or without university is kind of everything works and everything kind of works out for you and it gives you a little bit of arrogance which is dangerous so yeah so essentially the mistakes you do as a young person most probably are similar to the ones you do when you're more experienced but it's a different way of coping with it and this is where the biggest challenge for young entrepreneurs lay i've had speeches with 15 people which is really a really small kind of classroom but i actually prefer the really detailed conversations with people more than if there are 500 kids in a room and no one is interested. Rather have 15 who are on spot really interested who can take something out of it than nothing. But I think it's not only our task as entrepreneurs, but generally as people who want to change something in the world to actually speak up and inspire people. And this is as well our, our, own, our company purpose as well as my own purpose, which I had to define over two and a half years to really figure out what I want and where I want to go as an individual and as well as my company. And it was essentially being a role model and inspiring people to write their own success story and everyone can define success them own by themselves and that's something which i feel super amazing and that motivates me every day it's not nothing else You, Curtin's young alumni, are emerging as the next generation of leaders, creators, game changers, innovators and more. So make sure you keep your details up to date with the alumni and community relations team so you don't miss out on exciting news and event information. And always tag Curtin Young Alumni when posting photos and stories on social media. Obviously, you know, we're super interested in what's next for you on the horizon, what you're planning. I know that um, I'm very grateful for your time you spend with me in Helsinki, but I know that you're also off to the US. So maybe can you tell yeah. us a bit about your next plans? Yeah, so maybe a little bit background on 
where we are currently. So as as for now, we are purely online digital brand because all the old companies didn't have young people or didn't trust the younger generation to go digitally, to go Facebook, to go on Instagram, to go on Snapchat and to advertise there. And they were all still believing in classic TV advertisement or billboard magazines, which gave us the chance to actually get a pretty big player in the in the space of, of handbags for men. And now being online only, all the people in the offline market request kind of our bags to be represented there as well, which is an amazing opportunity for us. So not only are we gonna enter the European retail market, um, moving and flying to the to the States to New York on Sunday, opening an office there together with my co-founder Georg for minimum three months and then we're gonna see how, how it turns out. He's most probably gonna gonna stay for a little bit longer and then I'm most probably gonna go back and forth trying to manage the team in Germany. Pakistan is is on Georg in terms of production and then we kind of share share the New York space and that's super exciting but as well challenging. And on the contrary side it's for us as a business, our big goal in the next five years is to send 10,000 kids to school, which sounds huge, but we're building a school for, for 1,000 kids now. We have a super steep growth curve currently, and I mean, the future is just right. And now all the big brands try to be a little bit more environmentally conscious and impactful, whereas we did it straight away from the beginning, so we have a lot more credibility than all the big back brands who, for example, would now kind of copy an initiative like this. So that's kind of on the horizon, but I think it's super exciting. Challenging in terms of time management for me personally as well, going, for example, in the morning to Helsinki, then going back somewhere else and having two, three other meetings across Germany over the next days. But that's what I chose and that's what I like. That is amazing. I love it. Totally love it. So Marco, one question um, that's on my mind is, surely your journey hasn't just always gone smoothly. What was, have there been any struggles? Have there been any setbacks? Yeah, as a young company and as a generally young entrepreneur, there will be always failures. And I think it's really important to find the right people to help you out of these situations. For me, it was a lot of mentoring where I actively looked for people who gave me advice or challenge me with the right questions and ask me why am I doing certain things and why are we as a company, for example, having struggles and accepting that you need to fail in order to gain something. And my entire work there is basically based on failure as we really fail, but we don't treat it as, as it was a failure. It was really like, it's an opportunity, which is always easy set if you're over it. But if you treat these challenges like this, it really becomes something. And I think this is, what you see with many people or with many assignments, for example, at Curtin as well, you get a problem, you need to solve it, and then you don't even know the people you're working with, but it prepares you a little bit. And this is where I learned definitely a lot at, uh, at Curtin back in the day. A, not only accepting failures, but how to treat failures right, and that there's always a person you can talk to, and that still applies in business. You always, even as a CEO of a company, you need to cross-check with someone. Um, and how do you like mentally deal with failure then? Mm, for me, luckily, I'm a positive spirited person, I'd say, or actually asked a lot of friends what they think about me. And mm -hmm. uh, they all said, hey, Marco, 
I call you if I feel down and then I then up again. So that's that's just a natural thing which I kind of developed, I'd say, over the over the course of the last years. Being being open minded, being open to meet new people. I mean, I've never been exposed to so many international people before in my life. Um, than actually when I when I started at Curtin and that was crazy and a great experience. And I mean, everyone who who listened to this podcast was probably has either experienced this or will experience this that you'll have five assignments due a specific week but you still can have a lot of fun while doing this if you know what it's actually for i think that's that's something how i always try to see the positive things out of challenges uh, before we wrap up there's a couple of more questions so one of them is what advice would you give um to young entrepreneurs is there anything that you would say definitely do that or don't um and i guess the other kind of question is um what advice would you give around social change to anybody i mean we we are living in a in a a world where climate change and all the those activism is is really rising up and it's great to see young people being really engaged is what what kind of advice would you give those people so for social change maybe to close up on is the most important thing is that people are active that people can challenge things as i said earlier and that people have a ground and not just say vague statements which can't be really related such as i don't know shutting down all fuel consuming cars within one year right these things are just they're not going to happen like we have to be realistic on what's what's possible so you just have to make your ground based on good assumptions i'd say or good arguments but the biggest thing is really to understand where the like deeper problem is coming from is it we as kind of developed countries or is it what can we do as role models for developing countries where there's a lot of garbage in the oceans there's a lot of pollution as well happening like we all have to come together and see where we can have the biggest impact fast because time is running really 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 fast as i said education is key what can we do as Curtin alumni, as alumni from any other business school or even from high schools to actually foster change and to inspire people, be it participating in initiatives to collect garbage or to make people aware of garbage, for example, in oceans. This can be done in Australia as well. At social welfare, integration of refugees or being a people who just move there's a lot of things if people are generally said happy and have a smile on their face they tend to work together better they have less conflict and they can all strive for a unified goal and i think that applies as well to the first question you asked in terms of what advice do i give to young entrepreneurs but i wouldn't just limit it to this i would say generally to everyone because it's unified like if you really find your purpose and what you're happy with on a daily basis, you can really inspire other people. You can have a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it's exhausting to, to work a lot, but it's super fun as well if you surround yourself by the right people. And if you don't let yourself down by being challenged by the wrong questions, for example, then you have a really fair point to stand and to cope with all challenges. That's fantastic. I think this is a, a good time for, for us to wrap this up. Um, I'd really like to thank you, Marco. It's been fantastic talking to you, getting to know you a little bit. Um, thank you so much for coming to Helsinki. I know mega busy schedule and especially just before you off to the US. Um, 
and thank you so much for sharing your journey. I think this is such an important part, understanding also obviously where Curtin has played yeah. a part of it, but seeing also how people develop and being as such a social as um, catalyst for change is fantastic. Um, yeah. Thank, thank you. And one further point to, to add on, on mm -hmm. this, besides obviously appreciating uh, what you got and being thankful and smiling back to people is never be too shy to ask for anything. For example, my application process to not only the job in Pakistan, but various different occasions was as well. I just shot an email straight to the CEO of the company I wanted to work with. And that's the same motivation for anyone out there. Whenever there's questions, just write the Dean, write the CEO of any company, write me, write Barbara, write whoever you want to get in touch with directly. And uh, don't be like... Yeah. It's a good reminder to be courageous. I think at that point, it's, it's not to hold back. But yeah. and I think you're a good example. You know, just go for it. That's, that's a good... <laughs> Nothing it, to lose, right? <laughs> totally, absolutely. Um, so we'd like to thank our listeners, obviously, to, um, for tuning in. Um, remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. The purpose of Hashtag Talks for Change podcast series is um, to not only hear about the incredible work of our fellow alumni, um, but also to get us inspired and connected and keep creating real change in the world. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. If you think that you or another Curtin graduate under 35 has an amazing story to tell or interested in being part of Talks for Change, drop us a line at youngalumni.curtin.edu.au.